Hey everyone, Alex Albisu here. Are you enjoying the show this season but really wish you could hear all the advice that the coaches and the judges give? Well, you can. Our supporters on Patreon get access to another version of the show that includes the full-length coaching sessions with Tom Merritt and our special guest coaches. Those episodes also have the full versions of the judging sessions where you can hear all the great advice given by Jenny and all the silly things that Scott says. Go on over to patreon.com slash top podcaster and help support the show and keep this podcasting class going. That's patreon.com slash top podcaster. It's Education Week, and our teams are blinding us with science. Will Connect Four, Blue Fan Group, or the Makers deliver a science podcast that's a gas? Or will our teams discover that they're out of their element? Who wins and who goes home this week? You'll find out on this episode of America's Next Top Podcaster. Greetings from America's Next Top Podcaster, an experiment that tried to teleport a masterclass of podcasting but didn't notice a reality competition was already in the pod. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. On the last episode, Connect Four lost another member when Michael left the competition and the teams were given the challenge of creating a podcast in one of three subgenres of science, biology, space science, or earth science. Recovering from the team shuffle, Will and Nikki of the Blue Fan Group welcomed their new team member, Eliza, just before getting to work on their new challenge of creating a science podcast in the topic of space science. You're so like welcome, finally... first of all. Thank Sorry you. you. You got kicked out of your group, but we welcome you warmly. Yeah, we're, we're nice. Nikki and I are nice. Yeah, we're nice. Uh, we're lucky this week that we got science podcast because I'm a scientist and I, <gasps> although yes. I know Brian hobbled me on purpose because I hate space, but I'm going to make it work. <laughs> okay, um, but, but Nikki, I really like when, when they were like, it's a science podcast and we're shuffling. I'm like, I swear to God, if I don't get Nikki, I swear to God. <laughs> but I was like, they're like, oh, do sound design. I was like, oh, please will. <laughs> so I'm glad we landed together. Yeah. I've taken... Um, one science class since tenth grade. So. I always just—I never know what what's common knowledge or not. I I, I spent—I took a chemistry. I needed a science credit in college, so I took a, uh, or not even a chemistry class. I took a biology class. I've never taken chemistry. I got out of high school chemistry. I, I am very out of my element here. Me too. <laughs> but we're lucky. We're like we have somebody who's it very. Doesn't matter. Element. Don't think about it like that. Think about it as you, as a person. If you would, what's the cool stuff you like about space? Um, you sad space movies is what I like about space. <laughs> I think I, within the last like two weeks, I've told my girlfriend that there's nothing better than a good sad space movie. <laughs> talk about like how do we bring somebody in who is not into science? I feel like if it's something that just sounds banana pants, yeah, or if it's related to something that you know, mm-hmm. you know, that like is popular knowledge or culture or whatever. I, I definitely enjoy science when I'm able to connect with it. The issue is that yeah. I have so like so like Me too. I maybe I'm a good benchmark of like do I find this thing enjoyable or not before we turn it in, but so is there something that we could do space gems space gems well like like uh what's its face universe steven universe oh the cartoon yeah because it's yeah. Gem, right? but w- there might be let's see because meteorites have precious metals in them Hmm. okay let's maybe like all the things that make 
precious, gorgeous, expensive jewelry here? Like, is there some sort of correlation to outer space and other planets? Just, you know, oh my God, flowers growing upside down. So weird. And also the ISS, it's like, well, we, we know that like people are in there so we can con- connect to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we can still brainstorm. Uh, another thing that's cool is like, I know there's a planet where it rains sapphires. What? Mm-hmm. You doesn't know that? Uh, Venus, nah. I think. Uh, okay, I have I have a pitch. Yeah. Okay. Listening. So so because uh, I think I think we we are forgetting because I just remembered that we have a title that we have to work off of. <laughs> that is ten right. minutes in space. While I was looking up stuff about the Kepler telescope, which was retired in 2018, because uh, like every single planet we've or, like the the Sapphire planet was discovered by it, and I, while I was goofing around, I looked up like smallest planet, and it, that was the Kepler telescope discovered that. Well, could we like focus on like ten minutes? Like it discovered 2,600 planets. Like could we focus on like ten minutes? in the life of yes or like the last 10 minutes of the kepler or maybe the, i don't know something like that 10 minutes in the life of a telescope in space we're literally yeah. in space brilliant because it wasn't this is so great because like, then we can tie in the sapphires we can tie in like, right exactly you can talk about the interesting things that it found also the um you are forgetting that justin said to blow a stoner's mind in the sapphire this would blow uh, a stoner. rain thing <laughs> yes. is, uh, is that Whoa, so. dude. yeah <laughs> How are you guys thinking about structure? So if we have... I think we need a beginning, it, middle, end type thing. Yeah, yeah, a, th- a 3X structure. Yeah. We talk about like the beginning, the the middle, and the end, and it's like the te- like from the telescope's point of view, right? Yeah, so like the launch, a really quick like telescope launch, and then the middle is going to be all the cool things it found, and the end is it runs out of gas and it yeah. dies. Perfect. After a night of discussions, the Blue Fan Group had a bold and exciting idea that they were nervous to tell to their podcasting coach, Tom Merritt. Hello, Team 10 Minutes in Space. What can I do for you this week? Okay, so we decided every 10 minutes in space, we're going to narrate in the form of something that spent 10 minutes in space. And this week is a telescope called the Kepler Telescope. So we're going to narrate as if we were the telescope. And the things that it discovered. So it got sent out to discover exoplanets and it discovered like lots of stuff. And so we're going to have lots of cool space background sounds. And yeah, that's basically. So so this is uh, the hosted by the Kepler telescope for 10 minutes of (laughs) being the Kepler telescope. Uh, This is either going to be amazing or horrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was the, the conversation yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You want to aim high. So mm-hmm. I I encourage you to go for it. It may not work. Uh, you may fall flat, but you're not going to advance unless you try. The challenge here is making sure that you make it more fun and educational yeah. than and kitschy you right, don't want right. people to be rolling their eyes you want people to be laughing and 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 that's hard whoever writes this the pressure is on you and whoever voices it the pressure is on you uh because both of those are where you could go wrong whoa whoa this this planet's raining gemstones can that be real like is it gonna be I like i don't that? think it's gonna be like that not yeah, like I've... that it's gonna be like today star date <laughs> blah 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 uh, I discovered a new planet, and oh. in its atmosphere, it, we found that stones are raining onto the surface, and something like so. She's like a scientist. That's that's really what the telescope was like, right? So that telescope, um, it Obviously, had a camera, and it really um, like observed, and then 
people on earth got to see the observations. So I think that that's kind of what we were going to lean into, mm-hmm. not in a really boring way, yeah, but in more of an observational way. I, I The captain's log thing totally makes it click for me. Like this is 10 minutes out of Kepler's diary. Basically. Yeah. The highlights. Yeah. Yeah, don't overdo the production. You know, you don't want it to be too busy. Uh, It's all about balance. Um, Try to find, I mean, it's kind of easy with Kepler, I think, because there's so much to work with, but but try to really find the things that not everybody else talks about. Like that's, you know, the the thing that will blow a stoner's mind. It's like, I've Mm -hmm. never even heard of that. Settled on a narrative direction and a daring concept, the Blue Fan Group met with their bonus coach, Bobby Frankenberger, to get some advice on how to explain scientific concepts. All right, Blue Fan Group, tell me. Uh, we want to maximize our time. Yeah, okay. and we also have a bunch of um, sound for sound design because yep, we know that that's going to be really important. So that's really, really good. So sound, one of the things that's so great about sound, especially when you're doing storytelling for science, we we learn in different ways, right? You've heard this whole like different learning styles, like, like kinesthetic and auditory and visual learning styles, right? Uh, on a podcast, unfortunately, you're restricted to only audio, but we know that engaging all of those different learning styles helps really really well so sound what it actually does even though it's called sound it, you can use it to build a visual idea of what's going on yeah we've got some nasa sound clips and so we're gonna do stuff like that too that's awesome uh, and the other question was balancing facts versus entertainment i think that was uh, eliza's point of we don't want to make it too boring but we don't want to not have any facts listen i have massive respect for science, but I am not a scientist. I am the kind of person that will tune into something that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, But if it's too technical um, and there's too much, yes, I will start tapping out. And you can can be correct. You can be correct without being jargony. The jargon, the specific terminology and the technically correct terms is not using them going to make this incorrect or is using them going to enhance the way that that this is told because you don't want to distract people and lose people metaphors and analogies are really really useful here and you can do both at the same time you can use the jargon but then immediately follow it up with a brief explanation or a metaphor thank (laughs) you we'll get things set up tomorrow good Good luck luck, guys Bye. bye bye After getting some guidance from their coaches, the team worked on honing the script and getting it to have that emotional hook. Yeah. I think we'll be okay. If we can find a couple... Are there elements from that story that, like, yeah, maybe you've heard about it, but... Also, how many stories are we going to do? Are we going to do four, five? I feel like like three is a really good number Mm -hmm. if we have enough for each thing. Because we have to figure out we have an intro, right? Which, let's just pretend it's a minute. Yeah. And an outro, and that's probably like 30 seconds. Short, yeah, 30 and seconds. that's being conservative. So now we only have eight and a half minutes. Yeah. 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 I think less is more in the sense of like, we always cram a lot into our 10 minutes. And I think this is really going to benefit from giving it a lot of space in the edit. And I don't mean that. No in, pun intended. Yeah, I don't mean that as a pun. I mean, like, literally, like, <laughs> I think really? being able to, like, let it really, really? breathe just wanted to be careful that when we talk about the telescope it's not as much about like the technology and stuff no we're not gonna do that you know what i mean mean, like because that would be boring as hell Mm -hmm. 
Right, oh, if we were just I mean, like, the uh, mirror on the ellipsis is uh, two meters in diameter. There have been podcasts where they they do talk about that, about how many megapixels and yeah, all we this stuff. But I just want to be careful about making it more about space science. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can, not- we're just focusing on its discoveries. And yeah. the thing, but, right. but I think it breaking is critical because it refocused it from just like observing you know, whatever it was doing before. I don't I don't know exactly whatever it was doing before. And they had to find a new meaning for it. But that's it. And yeah, then the and new meaning was like all the cool discoveries. That's like, dra- that adds drama. It's right? drama. Yeah. yeah. It's like, right. oh my God, I broke a wheel. They're going to abandon me that, and I'm going to die alone. That's what this needs. <laughs> While they were in the midst of their busy week, Will Saddleberg took the time to talk to me a bit about how things were going. Will, how are you doing, man? Uh, it's it's going well. I was just editing the script. We're recording tonight in about two hours, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll be editing throughout the night and tomorrow. Um, it's a little nerve wracking because there is so much space mm-hmm. for it to, you know, go sideways. So it's it's about striking the right balance. And and um, so if if Justin doesn't give us credit for the the <laughs> raining sapphires thing that and come on that is that's, that's the stoners thing that is that's the just, stoners thing yeah. like absolutely yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean and and that's that's something that i'm always every week uh i'm focused on is like what did the judges say before we got off yeah uh that week's recording because mm-hmm. like and I, and I think that is another reason we've had success is because we're constantly like targeting like what are they looking for and then how can we get to what they're looking for so like you know we want to be inventive on our own page but also you know make sure that we are are listening to what they're looking for so that when we get into the judging part of it right mm-hmm. like we're we're already we're like we're starting on a good foot it's not a foolproof strategy maybe but it's it's definitely like a good starting place to sure. to to keep in mind these like parameters of like, look, we got to make sure we hit the target and then we can do whatever else we want. Welcome to 10 Minutes in Space. I'm your host, Will Saddleberg. Every week, we take you into the final frontier 10 minutes at a time. Today, we open the diaries of the Kepler Space Telescope to follow its nine-year journey that expanded our concept of the stars. Prepare yourself for exoplanets, a rain of precious gems, and vampire stars. Buckle up, and let's blast off. While the makers did lose Eliza during the shakeup of team members, they gained Audi. The three hit it off right away and got to work quickly on creating Our Blue Dot, an Earth science podcast. So, uh, our blue dot, tiny blue dot, this blue dot, blue dot, our blue dot, our blue dot, our blue dot. All right. So, science, science. Anybody have any initial thoughts? I was thinking we could do something. Either people seem to like oceans. We could do something interesting about the oceans. We could do something dramatic, like uh, volcanoes or. Oceans would be right up my bag. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever watched footage of an underwater volcano. That is one of the most beautiful things in the world. Let's find something that we all go, whoa, on. Channel our our inner uh, Bill and Ted and uh, 
Yeah, actually, this will be a fun one. I'm looking forward to this one. This sounds good. Uh, Adi, I think we kind of got um, the short end of the stick as far as <laughs> which <laughs> branch of science. Because like, I, I spent so long just like reading all this stuff and like... I mean, I get why, but like Earth Science News is all like climate change, microplastics, and that's yeah. not, I mean, it's it's interesting, but it's all like so depressing. Well, in that case, do we lean towards the volcano then? You know, like Fukushima being obviously the, although it's not really climate change. That's the thing with Fukushima that the, the Daiichi nuclear, that it's it's not really climate change. It's, yeah, I mean, it, that actually would be a cool way to go with it because it's not. Well, microplastics and climate change it's man-made well so it's man-made issue coming as a result of natural disaster so it's a really great combination yeah and you know we can talk about the human story and it's i was i was reading this thing last night as i was researching it's, it's pretty cool they have uh there's these guys that have pretty much dedicated their lives to cleaning up the disaster uh and they remote control these robots but the robots can't be too complicated because all the uh the radioactivity, the radioactivity. Like, yeah. damages really fancy circuits so they have to find robots that are sufficiently like old technology well and that's the thing too is you know yes the death toll higher for chernobyl but the long-term effects are almost certainly going to be worse for fukushima daiichi because it's the fact that you know this radiation is leaking into the ocean and, and the effects it's going to have there and the widespread effects where Chernobyl yeah I think this is our contender I, I think this is it I really do yeah since we're talking about it so much yeah yeah it just makes sense with an idea in mind the makers were lacking in confidence as they went into their meeting with Tom Hello, team, the blue dot. What can I do for you this week? We felt like we got kind of a, a tricky roll of the dice. Um, Earth science is interesting, but not necessarily compelling. Geology, okay. not How tremendously exciting. To approach this, we think we found a story that has kind of uh, a strong Earth science, but also a human angle. Okay. We were thinking that we would do a report about the Fukushima nuclear disaster like the uh, earthquake and tsunami that preceded it. I mean, you realize that climate change is an earth science topic. And you've got a wealth of current climate change topics that you could attack. I mean, we thought about that, but our sense was that climate change is, um, it's just such a bummer. You know, <laughs> it's Fukushima is not. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the couple other ideas we had, one involved um, volcanoes, underwater volcanoes, and one that like was a giant eruption and had a hum heard world worldwide on different uh, measurements. Um, like a do we, know, hum. do we know why the hum happened? Uh, I think because of the size of this volcano that just all of a sudden erupted. Oh, the volcano. Those weren't two topics. Okay, sorry. Right. Yeah. No. The volcano that made the earth hum. I don't know. That was a pretty good tagline. Now that Tom had the makers on a path to an idea they could get behind, the team got to meet with bonus coach Bobby Frankenberger to get some tips on educational podcasting. Hello, Hello. the makers. Hey, Bobby. How's it going? So why don't you, have you decided, I know you were going in a bunch of different directions. Have you decided the direction you're going? (laughs) I think Uh, we're going to take Tom's advice and um, switch tracks a little bit. 
and talk about the uh, volcano sound heard around the world. Ooh, that's a that's a good one. I like that. There's 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 potential there. So then, what is your angle? How are, how are you coming at this? Yes. <laughs> like we've got the information of what happened mm-hmm. and actually how it's affecting the island that it's right off of. Um, I think we're still at the point where we need to figure out the big why and what what this really does and says. So, I mean, conceptually, we could, um, I mean, you're familiar with the story. I was thinking we could potentially set it up as like a, like a mystery. Like why is, why are islands falling down? And, you know, what is this noise? And then, you know, transition, you usually, you think of volcanoes and you think of, you know, eruptions and loud noises and then, you know, audio scape underneath. But, uh, but in this case, nobody could, you could see the sound, but you couldn't hear the sound and nobody could see the eruption because it was under the sea, even though it was one of the largest volcanic eruptions in like geologic history. Right. So that's great. I'm glad that you're thinking about this like a story because that's the way you want to go with something like this. Um, every time I ever put together anything um, for for science stuff, even when it is a discussion, I'm always thinking about what's the story and what's the thing right. that I want people to walk away from the podcast thinking like this is the thing. What what do I want that like like what do you guys want me when I hear it to turn to my wife and tell her like whoa this right and that's you know we really want to frame it around. Ending it like that. Ending the ending the show with the question with the bomb. I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say don't end no. it with that. W- another thing is you want to start. So when you're teaching somebody something, you want like like it's not a it's not a suspense thriller, right? <laughs> like you want them to know what it is you're about to teach them. The trick is to tell them right away. That here's the thing. And this is why this is really interesting. And now I'm going to walk you through the journey of explaining it to you. You know, just here it is. This is what I'm about to tell you. (laughs) Um, And then you lay it all out in the front really quickly. And then you walk through it. Explain and talk about like all of these different things that have to be explained for people to understand what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was basically everybody's worst nightmare. There was a hole in the sea, in the sea floor, and it drained rapidly. And, right. You know, the thing everybody fears when they're swimming in the ocean is that they're going to get sucked into a vortex. Right. And see, the way you're describing it right now is great. You want to do that because those are very like human relatable feelings you're talking about. With only little time left in the week, Vincent, Dusty, and Audie put the finishing touches on their work before they set out to record. Yep, I'm going to uh, fill out the narrative here okay. for the most part, and then we can fill in some some facts. And then that can start uh, getting inserted into the script. Yeah, if you want to start cooking up, have you... How are you feeling about audioscape stuff? Are there any sounds that you want to have that want to well want me to help find? Uh, volcano, that would be great. What are you guys' thoughts on on who's going to be doing the narration? I can do it. If somebody else particularly wants to do it, I can defer to them. I don't mind doing it if you guys are doing more of the behind the scenes stuff, editing and soundscaping. Okay. I, I mean, I, like my, but 
I was leaning towards you anyway, Audi, because you said you haven't been on mic in two episodes. And okay. Dusty and I were on not this pat not week two, three, but in week two, we were both on for a couple minutes. I talked to Vincent about the challenge of getting a new team member and working on a difficult challenge about a topic they know little about. I'm here with Vincent. How you doing, man? Oh, doing all right, Brian. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. And uh, so you guys are recovering from the whole shakeup of the rearranged teams. You guys yep. uh, gained an Audi in the process. <laughs> we did. Yeah, we gained an Audi. Yeah. How's, <laughs> how's he gelling with the team? Was it an instant uh, connect? Like he worked out fri- fine from the get-go or was there adjustment yeah. or... No, instantly. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, instant chemistry, instant connection. Um, yeah, no, no pause, no overlap, nothing. It, it really, he was, he's amazing. Yeah, he's a great guy. Good. Um, Good. yeah, gelled right away. Um, you know, definitely miss Eliza, of course. Of course. Uh, you know, we really grew close over the three weeks, but yeah, it couldn't be happier with, with gaining, gaining Audi. So you guys got, uh, earth science as a topic to work on. Remind me a little bit of what you're doing from uh, from your discussions with Tom and Bobby. You guys are doing the um, the underwater volcano, the volcano right. around doing, the world. Yes, yeah. right, right. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, yeah, good. And that was not the first choice. Yeah, no. we we actually we each three kind of came up with a topic that we really uh, really dug on, and then we narrowed it down to a different topic, which was the the Fukushima nuclear disaster. That's right. And you know, because we wanted to be a little different. We you know we want it's earth science, but we wanted to put a little different angle on it. But mm-hmm. Tom, being the amazing Tom, he's like, yeah, <laughs> you no, know, you're not really really glommed onto when you brought that brought that up. Uh, he he went nuts for it. It's like, oh no, that's that's the topic you guys need to go for. Well, excellent. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear what you guys put together. Should be a lot awesome. of fun and uh, good luck. I'll be talking with you guys on Monday night for review. This is Our Blue Dot, your weekly audio dive into the realm of Earth science. This week, we investigate a mystery beneath the waves that attracted the attention of scientists from Madagascar to Canada. Here's your host, Audie Norman. After two consecutive weeks of losing a team member, Tony P. and Chetna of Connect4 got to welcome a new team member, Jeremy, before getting to work on their science show, Breaking Biology. And away we go. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, what, what team were you on? Uh, I was on the Blue Fang Group. Won two weeks in a row, right? Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. And you get... <laughs> and you get... one who lost two weeks in a row. I don't know how you are feeling, Jeremy. It, it was rough. I mean, it, it's always rough, like, listening to the judges and we're like, just... You know, you don't have to go on and on. It's like whoever's leaving, <laughs> just you know, rip the bandit off and I don't know. Done with it. Yeah. What um what I don't want to ask what you did on the previous teams, but like what is your court forte? What are you like doing podcast um, wise, you know? A little bit of everything. I mean I've been podcasting since twenty thirteen. So um wow. I've ha- had my hand in all different aspects. In this last week I did the editing on the show real quick it's it's funny dude like because of the 
format of this contest and you know it's the show runs and it's, it's you know relatively late on a monday night um there's no time for chit chat it's like all right well yeah. back to work hey stranger welcome to this team of strangers and now <laughs> let's compete you know we are this educational podcast we are breaking biology i so, know but um nikki from bluefin group is a biologist so uh, you know, I mean, I guess it, well, it's good. I guess that she didn't get it, but also my wife is a biologist as well. I was going to ask her tonight if she had like whatever we decide in terms of format and stuff, if she had some tips. That is what they gave us. You have to marry with your title, breaking biology. Wow. Uh, so, um, I mean, what can that mean? Um, and I, oddly enough, Jeremy, I'm kind of going to not put you in charge, but kind of charge you with, hey, make sure we stay on topic because it seems okay. as if that has been our issue for our team the past two weeks. I'm going to sleep on it like I normally okay. do. Start thinking about, you know, bi biology. I'll see if so, my wife has any ideas because she's like science is her passion and like she works at a university doing research. And stuff, so, you know. It has to be something fun, you know, yeah. like would it something to, to blow some minds i think is basically blow where, a stoner's uh, mind is what he said. i'm well, stressing a little bit yeah. breaking biology could it be something that broke how people were looking at something in biology or breaking it down like breaking a concept down mm -hmm. oh, there's so many different ways we can go with this i like the um the former the, the something that completely turns biology upside down Getting closer to settling on a concept, Connect4 was eager to talk to Tom in order to hopefully get some further direction. Hello, Breaking Biology team. How can I help you this week? So we are thinking along the lines of biohacking. Um, it is kind of breaking biology. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I like it. Either bringing in somebody explaining um, CRISPR, um, which is a terminology used in biohacking, mm -hmm. um, um, playing with your uh, like DNA. DNA quite yeah. Since it is an educational podcast, the question to you, Tom, is uh, what do you think about either just doing pros and cons, having a conversation amongst ourselves, like talking about what is biohacking to start with and getting into CRISPR, um, uh, using Jeremy's uh, wife's because she, she is into that field and she can give us some insights. So w my first question is, is your wife, uh, what, what, what are her credibility? Like, well, what are you going to tell the audience? Like she this is person, a PhD. Um, she, you know, she's well-versed in, like the science of it. And I was just thinking having her just do Does she basically, use CRISPR in any of her I mean, research. I, think, I don't think she ha does now, but I, I, she's familiar with it. And I think she's used it in the past. Okay. Yeah. I mean that, but, I think you could just the fact that she knows enough about it to explain it. It's good. is good. Uh, yeah. If she's actually used it, then you want to play that up. Like, you know, she has, yeah. she's used CRISPR in the past in this research, you know, emphasize that. And I, I like the idea of using an outside expert to explain it and like set up the topics. Um, my, my next question is, do you feel our, our idea fits the, title of the show since we were, we were given our titles this week uh something i've been struggling with in the past weeks is kind of wrapping it all up and making sure the title fits the content um just in your thought does it seem like something 
that would come from a show called uh, Breaking Biology. Awesome. Breaking Biology, I also think is literally what CRISPR does. <laughs> yeah. It goes in and it snips out pieces of genetic code. So mm-hmm. what breaks biology mm-hmm. more than CRISPR? Like what, where I think you need to focus more than worrying about whether it fits the title is worrying about making it entertaining uh, and making it, you know, keep people's interest. When you're talking about like biology isn't just your boring old, old textbook, you know, life hackers are out there breaking biology. You can you can play into that and make it sound like you're 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 investigating the renegade side of biology. Do you think we should like play up like pop culture references to things, you know, things like cyberpunk as kind of the hook to get people interested in? You want to be non-obvious. So you know, there's going to be the obvious pop culture references that would bring someone in. So you need to you need to tell somebody something they wouldn't have thought about in relation to it. Uh, so really push yourselves on that. I mean, it's great to bring in pop culture references. Uh, it's great to emphasize the things that maybe people who've even heard of CRISPR didn't realize it could do. You want to lead with that. Now that the team had settled on a concept of biohacking, they met with Bobby to get some advice on how to present this complicated topic. All right. Hey, guys. Connect Four. What's going on? Hello. AKA Bobby. So we are going with kind of biohacking because this is breaking biology, which in an essential with the current trend means biohacking as well. Um, Is that fair, Bobby? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a legitimate thing. You could you could definitely talk about you biohacking. The you want to make sure that you're you're sticking to this the science stuff. There's a lot of pseudoscience surrounding biohacking, um, so you just want to make sure you're steering clear of that. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about CRISPR for DNA editing. The, so CRISPR is I love the idea of CRISPR because it has a huge potential to be able to show off your ability to explain a complex topic. Um, CRISPR is, is complicated. It's something that like lots of people have heard about this, um, but not many people probably understand really how it works. So you, you can draw people in and you can end up with this, I, this feeling of, oh, wow. Like, I, like I've heard of that, but I didn't know. And, and then they want to go and tell someone else that they know, like, oh, that's how this works. How deep you want to go? Because I don't think the audience's science um, educated, um, unless that is that is what is expected, I'm fine with it. But I want to make it fun and bring up different use cases, um, not not just read through um, some of the the signs of things. Is right. What I- right. Exactly. You're you're on the right. You have the right idea. You don't want to you don't want to get people lost in the weeds of explaining the co- very complex science about how yeah. this kind of stuff works. Um, biology is full of stuff like that. And especially when you're talking about DNA and RNA. Um, so what you want to do is you want to look for ways to have analogies that you can draw mm-hmm. or metaphors. Um, that you can draw to to explain how things work. It was going to be kind of documentary style at the beginning with a little okay. bit at the end with two voices doing kind of talking about the pros and cons. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, the do- Yeah. So you have the opportunity with the beginning part to lay out a lot of the facts and um, and then in your discussion, clear up a lot of the questions that you that you might anticipate because that's the other thing I was going to say is while you're while you're thinking about um, how 
to explain this to other people, try to think about, and, and if you're not super familiar with it either when you're going into it, this should be easy to think about what did you find confusing? Other people will probably find it confusing too and make sure you clear those things up. Try to anticipate what are the questions that people are gonna have when they're hearing this what kind of things at different points, if they hear the word, you know, RNA, are they immediately going to think, wait, what is RNA? You got to have an answer for that right away. Make sure you don't let it linger too long before you, you know, say, well, DNA and RNA, which are, you know, the instructions that tell our body how to make stuff, you know, write it better than that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> with all the pieces figured out, it was time for Connect4 to put them into place so they could finish the script and get to recording. I am a little excited about this topic because I was genuinely doing this research for my podcast um, to bring in a person um, who have done something similar. Um, so I picked up a paragraph and I, I slapped it here. Um, we can we can change the script around here. But uh, the the essence of it is like I want to start with the excitement, right? I, uh, I, don't I feel like we it. should start with like the the glowing yeast, you know, that type of stuff. That's, it just sounds exciting and, and weird. DNA, right? You want to explain DNA. So I felt yeah. like that's an overkill. Um, I don't know. I might be wrong. I just, I just felt like with the CRISPR definition, you're bringing up DNA and RNA and whether yeah. the person doesn't know what that means. So right. I just felt like you kind of need to have that basic level to understand the CRISPR kind of ripping it up and and cutting it. We we can um, pop that in with narration if we want. Yeah, yeah. kind of make it fun, kind of like um, yeah, like a I different think of voice. Like, yeah, like I think of like pop up video. Yeah, or if, if the the main narrator um, could jump back in and be like, hey, you know, not hey guys, but some little sound and just for those who don't know RNA and DNA is da 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 da. Yeah, okay. Okay, so but but the definition itself like even with the definition of DNA and RNA, we should not go into the science of things, but make it fun and relatable for a general public, right? So Right. In the midst of all the scripting and learning science, Chetna found some time to talk to me about how things were going and lament the loss of Michael in the previous week. Uh, first of all, you guys had a big shakeup this week. Everybody had a big shakeup with the with the team shuffle, but um, losing Michael was a it had to be more difficult for you guys. Um, it was difficult for us, <laughs> but I'm sure it was more difficult for you guys. It was indeed. Um, I think the loss can be already felt um, yeah. through the week. Um, I think he kind of. Um, in a way, held us all together. Um, there are some strong um, strengths that he had, um, which really helped us. Um. And it sounded like from the discussions with both Tom and Bobby in in the subject that we're talking about, the the it's not gene splicing; it's gene breaking, or or yeah, it's it's a CRISPR, CRISPR uh, which right. yeah. Uh, a gene genome uh, alteration. Uh, I think it, it came came out when we were discussing um, biohacking, uh, which is my favorite topic. So we did not even stuck with a theme on the first day. First day is when Jeremy mentioned his wife is actually a PhD. But yeah, that's how things just started. And we started doing research and started adding into our um, document to see what could be the topic specifically we can focus on. But uh, Chetna, it was great talking to you and I can't wait to hear what you guys turn in. 
As always, great talking to you too, Brian. Thanks. Thank you. Hey there, bio nerds. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Biology. This is the science podcast that aims to break what you were previously taught in textbooks. There's a new health trend that's gone viral. People from all around the world have started raving about it. The possibilities seem, well, limitless. You see, hacking isn't just for your computers anymore. Now you can actually hack your body. You can live forever. You can make yourself into something that's more than human. This is the promise of biohacking. For this episode, we're joined by staff reporter Chetna. And as always, Jeremy will be checking in to help you break down some of the science with his biobites. But before we get started, we do want to tell you that some of these hacks can be a bit graphic. So if you're still with us and you're ready to go, let's explore the world of biohacking. I am so excited to share all the buzz around biohacking today, and I hope you are equally thrilled to learn. If you haven't heard the term biohacking before, let me introduce you to its definition. Biohacking is a broad term that covers a huge range of activities. But generally speaking, it is the idea that applying system thinking to human biology, that is, treating people like computers, which has the potential to make enormous strides in health and well Loudness units full scale, or LUFs. Becoming more and more important to understand what this means, now it's related to your podcast, or any output that you do that is streamed. This has become the standard measure for many, many services. And there are increasingly hardened standards for LUFs for various types of stream services. Having a tool that can give you all of the important information you need to make adjustments to your mix is super important. The WLM Plus not only gives you the range, the peak, the short, and the long-term information, but it also gives you tools to set certain limits. I use this on every show I work on. It goes right at the end of my, my effects chain. It's the last thing I stick in my effects chain. And it gives me every piece of information I need to make adjustments up and down the mix to make sure that the shows come out exactly the way I want them to and the way they need to. This is one of the first plugins from Waves that I purchased and is one of the most valuable tools I have in my arsenal. Follow the link in the show notes to get more information on the WLM Plus. Get one for yourself to start getting all the information you need and go to waves.com for more impressive plugins that can make you sound better on a budget. Brian Abit here for Rogue Amoeba's Audio Hijack. Listen, I've been telling you about all the amazing podcasting tools that Rogue Amoeba produces, and now it's time to talk to you about the granddaddy of them all, Audio Hijack. This is the jack-of-all-trades tool for recording and managing your audio. Audio Hijack allows you to pick the applications you want to record from, and only those applications. Listen, we've all been there. We're recording a show, talking to a guest on Skype, and they mention something we want to look up for the conversation. So we open up a web page, and great, an autoplay ad starts blaring in our ears. That stinks, and if you're hearing it, that means it's on your recording as well. Well, not so with Audio Hijack. You can easily create a profile that records just Skype, your soundboard, and your microphone, and nothing else on your computer. No alert noises, no alarms, nothing. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what Audio Hijack can do. 
Right now, Rogue Amoeba wants to sweeten the deal, giving you the code TOPCAST20 to save 20% off the price of Audio Hijack. That's T-O-P-C-A-S-T-2-0. You can also use that code for 20% off of the other podcast tools like Fission, Farago, and Loopback. Or you can use it to save 20% off of the already discounted Ultimate Podcast Bundle that includes all four of those. That code again is TOPCAST20. T-O-P-C-A-S-T-20. Visit rogamoeba.com to learn more. I have been editing and producing podcasts since 2013. I started on Audacity, I moved to GarageBand, and then I moved to Logic Pro. Each step added a complexity, but it also added power. I worked to learn the keyboard shortcuts. I worked to learn the steps that would I would use most often. Committed then to muscle memory. I would often dig through pull-down menus to get the work I needed done. But as I started working on more and more shows, I was getting behind and feeling overwhelmed. I started looking for something to speed up my work. And after looking at various options, I found the Contour Shuttles. With this one tool, I was able to cut my editing time down drastically, speed up my workflow incredibly. I programmed the buttons with the keystrokes that I used most often, programmed the shuttle wheels to do the functions I needed as as an editor and producer. When I'm working, I have one hand on the shuttle and the other hand on the trackpad or on the mouse. The Contour Shuttle 2 Pro V2 is probably one of the most invaluable tools I have purchased as a podcaster, short of my computer and mic. It makes the work faster, easier, and far more intuitive than it ever has been. Go to contourdesign.com. Follow the link in the show notes to get more information on these tools. And I would like to thank Contour Design for providing a Contour Shuttle V2 for the winner and a Contour Shuttle Express for the second place uh, finisher of this competition. Before we get to the judging, let's hear from Tom to get a reminder about how the teams were doing this week. Uh, let's start with Team Connect for Breaking Biology. Uh, I was really excited when they told me CRISPR because I'm like, oh, perfect. It literally breaks things. And then they doubted, like, does CRISPR really fit? Uh, yeah, yeah, y'all. It's, it's perfect. Uh, I think they've got a really good topic. Uh, I love the idea that they've already got a scientist uh, associated with the group, that they're going to work into the topic uh, and then bring their own voices and their own talents in uh, with the breakdown of the ethics of it. Um, I hope I emphasize that with the ethics, it can't just be like, I think it's wrong. Like you want to really bolster your positions. Uh, So if they do that, I, I think they've got a really strong show here. Blue fan uh, with 10 minutes in space, maybe my favorite concept possibly ever in the history of America's Next Top Podcaster, uh, the Kepler Diaries, uh, the captain's log of the Kepler telescope, uh, uh, Kepler telling us about its life. I really was worried that this would come off cheesy, but I think I think they've got it. I think they know the voice already. Uh, and this this team is one of those few times where you can tell that they all three know what they want to do more than they can convey to me in the 10 minutes they get. So this is definitely my favorite. My, when I say favorite, I mean the one I think has the best chance of of winning this week. The makers team uh, with the blue dot uh, confused me because I challenged them on the Fukushima. And instead of telling me they had other topics, 
we spent most of the time talking about that idea. And I thought we had got to a place where it felt like it would work. And then we were about to talk about sound design. They said, oh, but we also have two other ideas. One of which literally was a hummer about a volcano that could make the earth hum. So I feel like in a, in a way, I may have let them down a little by not pressing them for other ideas earlier, because we could have spent time figuring out which of those ideas should work. Uh, one of the things about these coaching sessions, though, is you really need to come in with focus uh, and not be still kind of wondering what you should do. Uh, that That's going to make it harder to really narrow in on how to execute. Yes, I'm very curious to see what the makers do. Greetings and welcome to America's Next Top Podcaster. We've taken a masterclass in podcasting and secretly replaced it with a reality competition series. Let's see if anyone notices. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. This week, we wanted to learn something, science uh, to be specific, and we asked our three teams to create a science podcast that tells us a story that we'd immediately want to run out and share with our friends. I think actually jury suggested we want to tell our stoner friends and make them say, whoa. And not only did we assign our teams their, their own science fields, but we also assigned show names. Did that help or hinder their creativity? We'll find out. How did our teams do? Let's ask these three random judges that I found just walking around outside. From the Boop Show, Scott Johnson. Hello. From Let's Talk About Star Wars, Jenny Josephson. And I love doing it. And from Politics, 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 calling in from his secret base on the moon, it's Justin Robert Young. Hi, friends. <laughs> Good to have you guys here. And joining us tonight is a voice that you'll probably recognize if you listen to season two. Uh, he's now a producer working behind the scenes, Mr. Bobby Frankenberger. Bobby, you started a science podcast last year called All Around Science. That's correct. It's good to have you with that. All right. So we had Science Education Week this week. Uh, judges, what kinds of things were you guys looking for uh, for this week? You know, this is a really, really, really hard challenge. I was looking for clarity. Did I understand a concept that I didn't understand before? Yeah, mine was um, twofold. It was sound design, which I had like hugely telegraphed ahead of time. So I hope you guys got that message. It sounds like some of you did. I distinctly challenged myself to do one other thing, like put away the dishes while listening to your podcast, because that's how a lot of people listen to podcasts. For me, I was looking for a show or the kind of show that I would want to listen to that doesn't just teach me something. I wanted something that grabbed me and maybe told me something about myself. I was hoping for something deep like that. Good. All right. And uh, Bobby? When you've researched science, there's a lot of words and jargon and technicalities and all that kind of stuff. And most of that goes over people's heads. So I was really looking for the skill of communicating this stuff is taking all that complicated jargon and getting rid of it and figuring out a way to communicate it without using that. All right. Well, let's see how our teams did with their tasks this week. We're going to start this week with the Blue Fan Group, Nikki, Will, and Eliza. Hello. Hey. Hello. Recovering from the, the big shuffle last week. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing good. You know, we kept two members, so. And we gained a new friend. Oh. <laughs> we did. That's right. This isn't a reality competition. This is a, a collection of friends you haven't met yet and will watch <laughs> disappear one by one. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> so tell me about the concept behind 10 Minutes in Space. Originally, it was just us trying to figure out like, okay, what are we going to cover? And then 
our name is 10 minutes in space, which is fairly vague. It can kind of be taken in almost any way. Right. So mm-hmm. like we boil it down to like, do we do 10 minutes in the Kepler's nine year lifespan or do we cover the Kepler's nine year lifespan in 10 minutes? And we opted for that one, which we thought was a more interesting story to tell every week. You're going to get like 10 minutes in like space history or science or like anything that has to do with, with space. Um, all right. So with the process that you guys use to write your script and then get it through each of the people who are going to be reading the script, what's tell me the process that you guys are using how it passes through everybody on the team and who basically gets final uh, the final touch to it. Mm. Will you it's know, collaborative. Uh, yeah. Is it all the way through? All the way it, through it, collaborative. It mm-hmm. Um I, I even I guess technically I get the final touch as an editor, at least this week. Um, but but like I guess it's technically like I'm the one hitting upload, but it's not it is not me deciding that it's done. It is the group deciding that it is done. Uh, let's get to our judges here. We're going to start this time with Jenny. Oh, hi, guys. So you guys won the Great Risk, Great Reward uh, medal of the week because <laughs> the second I was like, okay, another thing about a thing in space. And the second you took it to first person. Today's the day my brand new job at NASA finally begins. My name's Kepler. Welcome aboard. I mean, literally, my reaction was, it's Wally. And I started to cry. <laughs> so good job. Uh, I was emotionally involved. I loved it. It got better. Like you did emotional leveling. I thought it was great. Um, I, I think a thing that I would have liked is consistency of the way that it sounded when you heard the words like Kepler log. Kepler's log, December 2011. So it's either someone, your narrator saying like, Kepler's log intro, stardate, blah, 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 da, 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 like a narrator, because that increases the suspense in a way and makes you want to hear from Kepler even more. Mm-hmm. I'm now referring to Kepler like it's a real person. Like, you know. <laughs> um, and I just want to say, like, this is really the first time I have felt a full wave of real emotion listening to a contestant podcast this season and quite possibly both seasons I've been on. Thank you, Jenny. All right, let's move over to Justin. Uh, all right. Uh, well, uh, you're in space, so unfortunately, you're dealing with radiation that you wouldn't have expected if, uh, because you guys got so high. Um, <laughs> I, I would criticize the fact that your, 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 your protagonist needs to lead us through the rest of this journey. There were moments that I either wanted there to be more confidence or to have the story kind of give a structure. And mm-hmm. if, if I were to offer any kind of a further critique, I might have added a more active on earth component to the story mm-hmm. that would have kept every time we went to Kepler a little fresher. Like there's there's the whole moment where where the where's the, the, the false finish where we think Kepler's going to die and then Kepler saved. And we only really get that by literally Kepler saying, well, I guess I'm going to die. And then yeah. it's like timestamp. I'm alive. <laughs> like, uh, I think if you had established a, some kind of element of an on earth thing or a, a narrator, uh, uh, that moment where you hear Kepler's voice again, could have been more powerful. Thank you, Justin. Uh, let's go over to Scott. Okay, I agree with much of what my colleagues here have said. 
I think the party was probably referring to that was a little jokey in the beginning was this sort of robot voice. The robot that voice, yeah. Happened and then you changed it. Stardate 62653.6. Just kidding. It's March 7, 2009. Launch day. I actually wrote that down as well. It, it's not that that can, couldn't be done or even that exact thing couldn't be done, but that kind of thing needs to be uh, earned later down the road. And it's, it's a relief to have it. Like you want it and you accept it and it comes sort of washing over you and you're like, okay, as much as a lot of this is really serious, there is, there's some, there's some, you know, some levity to be found. And I really like that. So I, I agree with everybody. I think it could have just been a thing that you, that you built up for later and used later because at that point, um, but it's a very small thing for me. I'm actually overwhelmed by how much I liked your, your submission this week. All I could say uh, else to this is just congratulations on exceeding my expectations. You're the only ones that did the thing that I was looking for. Bobby, how about you? I loved this one. It was fantastic. I love that we're learning about Kepler from Kepler. Like this, The first person perspective of it was really disarming and sort of let me sit in and 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 feel like I was sitting alongside a space telescope, you know, and learning about it by it telling me all the cool things that it's, that it's learned about. I thought the, the robot voice right at the beginning, it made me laugh out loud. And it, I think set a tone for, um, of levity for Kepler and, and made me sort of like, feel like, okay, this is a friendly robot. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and so I liked that. Nikki was the, a great choice for the voice. She did delivered this in a way that made it super palatable. It it didn't use I said earlier, it didn't use a lot of jargon. You took all the like complicated words and just used regular language to explain like you were explaining to, you know, your friend who doesn't know anything about science. You did that and where you did use complicated words or or anything sciency, you immediately explained it. Thank you, Bobby. All right, let's move over to the makers, Dusty, Vincent, and Adi. Uh, so looking at your your Discord uh, spying, as, as we do here, we noticed that you were struggling early on with finding a topic that you liked for Earth science. What was the turning point for you guys? Well, conceptually, Earth science, uh, there's it's hard to find something that's really punchy or that has um, the, the woe moment that we were looking for. We had one that we thought we liked. We took them all to Tom time and, uh, Tom lacked enthusiasm for our first choice. Uh, so we called an audible and went in a little different direction. Uh, all right. Well, tell me about the concept of our blue dot. Uh, basically we want to take our listeners to a different place in time on the planet in each episode. And the, uh, the idea is to share something somewhat surprising or curious about our planet and how that affects the people living in the area that we are describing in each episode. All right. Very good. Let's go to our judges. We're going to start this time with Justin. Boys, boys, boys. I think we need to have a conversation about why people find things interesting. You had a lot of interesting facts. Not every uh, uh, set of facts includes cool stuff like lava and volcanoes. What's very important 
And it gets more important the more dense your information is, is an entry point. Not whether or not your audience can comprehend what you are saying, but rather, can they see themselves in what you are saying? And this can be subtle. This can be overt, like in the example of the Kepler thing, what I was blown away by is that there was precious little discussion of something that, to my knowledge, didn't get mentioned until the very end, and that is this island for which is sinking into the sea because there's a volcano that it's inhabited. We don't get anything about these people. Instead, we get a lot of words, man. A lot of words. It's it's just kind of tell and not a whole hell of a lot of show. Thank you, Justin. All right, let's move over to Scott. Okay. Uh, two things, very positive things I wanted to say. Uh, really liked your intro music a lot. Uh, I thought it really set the tone and was super cool. Um, and you had me hooked at the very top, like at the top, I went, Oh, all right. They're going to talk about something I'm going to be totally into this week. We investigate a mystery beneath the waves that attracted the attention of scientists from Madagascar to Canada. And then you lost me. <laughs> it got really reedy after that and reedy to the point that like one of the things I, I noticed was how Adi seemed to have been left with you know, no sound work other than his voice, which can work in some situations and some shows. But in this particular case, I think it would have really benefited. All right, Scott. Thanks. Uh, moving over to Jenny. Okay. So nine seconds in, I heard your music fade like abruptly. This is our blue dot. And you should hear that. And again, in my handy uh, cheat code of looking at this in Audacity, your music was pushing like negative 3 dB. The voices were at negative 6 dB. And it was just like, what's happening here? Like, this should all level out roughly the same area. So like, we got to talk about loudness. I'm getting double intros, right? So I got an announcer introducing something and then a host introducing something. And I, I don't know, are you guys getting this? Like this, and I'm not saying this just to this team, like, are you guys getting this from public radio? Uh, it's not common, but I've heard it. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, but I guess what I'm trying to say is every layer serves a purpose. What purpose does the announcer serve that benefits the audience, right? It's not just that I'd like to get all the voices on my team in the show, which is a good internal goal, but it's not, to borrow a word from <clears throat> places, customer facing and your customers are your audience. So when you want to make every decision based on your customers slash audience. Okay. So like, don't do a double intro. I, I liked your use of the translator, right? That was great. Here's Dr. Filet presenting their findings. We have had about 90 people mobilized for several months on this crisis. Um, and I would have just shortened that soundbite to the first part. Um, I can't believe I'm still hearing bad edits, you guys. Come on. I heard it at 0652.50. If you want to go back and check, I will never not hear your bad edits. So listen to them like I am listening to them. Thank you, Jenny. Let's move over to Bobby. I did like the setup at the beginning. Um, I liked it a lot. It was 
you set up a story of educational content and right away I knew what you were talking about and why it was interesting. You, you, you fed all that to me right away. And that was really, really good. But uh, as it went on, you didn't, the, the level of, of feeding it to me like that wasn't, it was like, it was like I was being quickly force fed all this information. It was already said lots of words. Um, and you don't, when you're writing it, maybe think about how can I explain this in as few words as possible and let the, let the sound design give the listener some breathing room to let it sink in, especially when you give them a new piece of information. Just be like, let, here's this new bit. Let's let that settle for a minute and don't give any new information until you're sure that that's going to happen, that that's done. Thank you, Bobby. All right, let's move over to Connect Four, Chetna, Tony P, and Jeremy. Hey. Hey, guys. All right, so um, Tony, I know coming up with the show title is something that you guys tend to spend a lot of time on in previous weeks. At least, at least when I look at your Discord, that seems to uh, seems to come up. Did the uh, did giving you breaking biology help you guys this week? It kind of uh, no. did. <laughs> yeah, I I yeah. agree with Chetna. I I liked it. It made it easy, easier. How'd you guys narrow your focus down to the specific topic that you ended up choosing? I think. Uh, initially, we 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 were a little confused. Uh, which part of biology are we choosing to break and explain? Uh, but eventually, I think we get to it. We got to it by looking at uh, and researching. I think the first day we did a lot of research and getting to the the actual topic was biohacking, which sounded like breaking biology. Anyway, um, all right, let's talk about breaking biology. Tell me about the concept behind the show. Would it always focus on things that? break biology or did it just happen to be the episode that I think the the concept that we kind of have in our show doc is that the show would talk about things that have either changed how biology works through like technologies or learning or change how it is understood so it's either breaking biology itself or breaking people's understanding of it cool all right well let's get to our judges this time we're going to start with Scott okay so uh I don't know if this is a, this might be a me thing. Okay. But I don't know if I like the forget everything, you know, approach. This is the science podcast that aims to break what you were previously taught in textbooks. I don't know. Not, not this like nineties extreme sort of, Hey, forget what you know about this. We're going to break it wide open. So I've kind of a problem with the premise. My problem started kind of right after that, where it just felt like a lot of reading the things that were read, are, are real and good and all of that. But what I was really looking for was a creative edge to that stuff that made it more relatable. That just didn't come through in, in the, in the reading. I did enjoy the slight interview break, although the edit was rough. To explain to us all about CRISPR. CRISPR-Cas9 was discovered as a program. Uh, but there was a big drop off there that really ca- ca- caught me off guard, but other than that, I, I like the idea of cutting things up with an interview. Overall, it just didn't hold me very, very well. It was mostly because it was a lot of reading and not a lot of sort of how do we convey this information. Thanks, Scott. Let's go over to Jenny. Uh, okay, so I have a premise problem and then I have like a lot of notes. Uh, but my premise issue is you did not, to me, make the, the connection between two things I vaguely know about. You called your, you know, your show is about biohacking, 
right? And I I made a joke earlier that was like, yeah, stick a chip up your nose and all of a sudden you can smell everything. Like I get that, right? So I get the concept of literally hacking your body to put a USB port in your wrist or something. I always thought CRISPR was just something completely separate. And if you're going to say, no, this is the granular scientific version of biohacking, I, I didn't get that. Uh, I'd be careful on a science show about your superlatives. Like, no, you can't live forever just yet. <laughs> like, And if you're saying that, that's incorrect science, right? Um, if you're going to use something like a biobite, which I thought was good. This is getting a little confusing. I think now is a perfect time for a biobite. Uh, make sure it's more clear than the stuff you've just been talking about and make sure you use it three times. <laughs> like you either use something no times or three times. Like that's just like a rule in podcasts and storytelling and Star Wars and everything. Thank you. Uh, Justin. Uh, humanity, humanity, humanity. How are we plugging into this? But if you're going to bring people in, you're going to make this stuff come alive. You have to have a human entry portal which is why I am heartbroken that you guys did an entire thing about biohacking and had zero archival sound of the people that research or put themselves through biohacking. These are, are very unique personalities. And I totally agree with Jenny. The science part of this is that I'm going to be able to trust you. And when you roll in up top and say, do you want to live forever? I'm like, I can't trust anything that's coming after this. You know, again, find human elements. So I'm just going to name things. If you have a child, is it likely that your child or their children will willfully put a microchip in their own, on their own body? Now, all of a sudden it's the what? I need to know exactly everything that you are talking about right now. And, and we, we didn't get any of that. It was a pudding of gray in, in what I think, even among all these three topics, should have come alive the most. All right. Well, let's uh, thank you, Jenny and Justin. <laughs> We're going to move over to Bobby. All right. Um, I want to read a, some words to you and, and use this as a jumping off point for my big problem. Um, prokaryotic, genetic code, spacer sequences, transcription, RNA, DNA, Cas9 protein. All of these words are complicated, require explanation, and they were all also used within the space of 15 seconds. Um, so there was no room. You you lost people. You would that's that they're gone. When you're writing these explanations, I literally try to think of my grandmother who actually listens to my show, and I think. How is she going to, because she doesn't care about science, um, but she likes my show. Um, so I think, how do I get, how do I entertain her? All right. Thank you, Bobby. Okay. Well, we've heard from the judges and uh, thank you uh, to Connect Four. Let's go ahead and figure out who our winner was this week. Um, <clears throat> the judges uh, tallied everything up and... Blue Fan Group, congratulations. You won the week. Yay! Yay. Nice. <laughs> Probably not not a surprise after the reviews here, but congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. Judges, what kinds of things can people take away from this um, 
the obvious one, right, is to take bold steps, is to is to take more chances. What what else can people learn from this, uh, Jenny? Once you put a character into your podcast, you are writing a novel. Treat that character and the things surrounding that character with as much care as you would treat something in a novel. Humanity. Why do I care? It's even a higher situation when you are dealing with education because you need to uh, give people a reason to come in and a reason to see themselves in this new information. This was the only podcast that did that. Uh, I would agree. They told me a story that I got invested in. I learned some things. The science was sound and it was packaged in a way that, you know, it had a heartfelt thing going on. How often do you hear that about science stuff? Like it's rare. Uh, I would like to add that I get emotional about all kinds of science, but I think I'm just a specific type of person. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the thing that, that you guys did so great that is like allowing me to empathize with the discovery process. Like I felt excited about the discoveries because I felt like I was being walked through that, holding my hand, walking through that with the thing or the person really. Cause that's what you guys did. Um, that was doing the discovery. Excellent. Yep. Thank you, Bobby. All right. Uh, so congratulations, Blue Fan Group. All right. Our losing team this week, the podcast that uh, didn't quite wow the judges, I'm sorry, came from Connect Four. Sorry, guys. Uh, Jeremy, Tony P, Chetna. This was a tough one. Uh, again, it, it really came down to the way the final content was presented. It was dense. It was hard for our judges to follow. It was um, not not a, uh, a clear path through the information. And it was almost even straddling the line between, is it about this topic? Is it about that topic? And need a little bit more focus. Uh, the judges and I are now going to deliberate. I mean, obviously it was storytelling, structure, focus, topic, all of that area, but it was also editing, right? Like it was also edit choices. Like even if they hadn't done any of the stuff, they could have fixed it in post when they realized they were missing it and it felt like it was missing. So who was uh, the guy that kept talking up the entire time to defend every single decision they made? Is, so basically everybody is uh, attributed to the writing and editing. Uh, Tony P is attributed to the music. Chetna is attributed to the topic. And Jeremy is attributed to the topic in the final mix. Uh, Jeremy, because not only was he involved in the topic, he was involved in the final mix. Yeah, ultimately it's... Uh, uh... You know, it, it seems like, and Chetna even said it, that, hey, we didn't get along. We couldn't make agreements on stuff. So that sucks. He's the offshoot, or sorry, he's the yeah. refugee. I mean, I agree. Mm -hmm. All right, harder, who can make the case for Chetna? I mean, yeah, but are we doing that just because she read it? Yeah, I know. Uh, That's my problem. I, I, don't, I don't think her read was good. All right. Sounds like you guys have made your decision. Let's get back to it. All right. And because the issues came down to the final edit, the final um, file that was delivered, the final presented submission, 
Jeremy, I'm sorry. We've we've got to end your journey tonight here uh, on the show. It was, uh, according to the credits, you were listed as the final responsible for the final mix, and ultimately, yeah. that's what the judges decided was the uh, was the miss. But not the only thing. I want to be not clear. Yeah, it's not the only thing. It's just like. Uh, look, I, I'm not going to say that this is a bad edit send home. It's not right. But it is when you assume responsibility for a final mix and you all should at one point just to know how this feels so that Jeremy is not twisting out in the wind here. Uh, it, it is a terrible responsibility and you have to listen. You have to get your teamwork. You know, you, you, you are the person who says, hey, this isn't right. This needs to be better. But also, like, you know, Jeremy, of course, you are also one of the people listed on topic and scope. And so, you know, somewhere along that way, somebody should have raised their hand and been like, I think we need to rethink this. And I know it's hard with a new group, but you had to do it anyway. No more bad edits. Like, just know that we're late enough in this process uh, that there needs to be responsibility from all of you. Jeremy, thanks for being part of the uh, competition here, man. It was great having you. And and yeah, well, thanks. Uh, I was fully expecting to go home every week. Just (laughs) (laughs) it's my mindset. So I'm surprised I made it this far. And one of the things I I wanted to learn from this was uh, my editing skills and stuff. So I've picked up a lot and uh, definitely like re-listening to this um, with a little bit of distance. I'm sure I'll pick up even more from everything that, you know, all the judges have I pointed out. All right. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, thanks. All right. Are you guys ready for next week's challenge? Uh, So as you continue to produce and develop your own podcast, you may get to the point where you decide you want to make a little extra money to support the show. And while you can use Kickstarter and Patreon for crowdfunding and subscription platforms, it, it makes it a little bit more possible. The standard for monetization in the whole entertainment industry is still advertising. But working with an advertiser to create sponsored content can be its own kind of challenge, right? You have your creative ideas, the advertiser has their demands and ideas of their own, and all the while you've got this product, this service that you need to showcase. So with that said, that's exactly what your challenge is going to be this week. Yeah, this week you're going to be working with talking points from an advertiser. You're going to review them and then create a piece of sponsored content that would be heard inside your podcast. Remember, your audience doesn't want to be advertised to all the time, so you're still going to want to make sure this stuff is still feeling like a piece of content that they will want to check out more of. And because nobody wants to hear a 10-minute ad, you're going to be creating an ad that is no shorter than three minutes and no longer than five minutes, so between three and five minutes for your submissions this week. Now, for legal reasons you're going to be working with three fictional companies, all based on companies that you frequently hear advertised on podcasts. Uh, First off, you've got ComfortSoft, a mattress company that delivers right to your home in a box about the size of a dorm fridge. You've got OrangeSight, a domain registration and site building company that offers a really easy to use web builder. And you've got TastyCrate, a meal prep delivery service that ships you all the ingredients you need to make delicious meals in the comfort of your home. Blue Fan Group, 
as the winners this week, you get a special bonus. You get to pick first from the three sponsors. I would say Comfort Soft. Yeah, mattress or food is what I was going to go for. Yeah, I was going to say Tasty Crate, but if we want to do Comfort Soft, we we can do the mat- mattress one as well. All right. Sounds like you've decided Comfort Soft. Comfort Soft. Really? I'm good with that. Yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. All right. Uh, makers, you came in second place. Okay, cool. We'll we'll do Orange Site. All right, Orange Site domains and hosting, and that means makers, you will be taking on Tasty Crate. Judges, what will you be looking for in the submissions this week? We next week, the judges are not going to be judges of of this. We are going to be the client, right? So I have done a lot of this. Scott, I'm sure, has done a lot of this. Justin has done a lot of this client centric work. The advertisement does not belong to you. It is a product you are creating for an advertising client who has gone through a lot of trouble to find your podcast and decide that you're the right person to convey. Tasty Crate. So you have to think backwards from there. Uh, I think that this is a great way for you guys to think very linearly, very competently. You got you to broadcast a very direct message. You've got less of a canvas, a canvas to work with. If I don't know exactly what the hell you're doing by the end of this three to five minutes, then uh, um, you should all go home. All right. Then that's it. Uh, teams, get ready to make your sponsors proud. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of America's Next Top Podcaster. On behalf of all the judges, the production team, and all the people behind the scenes, this is Brian Abitz saying thanks for listening. We'll see you next week right here on America's Next Top Podcaster. Well, I guess this is goodbye. I'd like to thank Brian for having me on this year's competition and to the judges. Thank you for all of your feedback, even though I feel like you guys wrecked me over the coals tonight. I came into the competition intending to learn and improve my skills, particularly around editing. And I feel like for the brief time I was here, I did that. I will take the feedback that I got over the few weeks I was here to heart. And I can already tell a difference in my preparation and my editing in my own shows to Tony and Chetna. I'm sorry we didn't get to know each other better. Hopefully you two do great next week. And to my original Blue Fan group, Audie, Nikki, and Will, I feel like we all just clicked that first night, and I had so much fun working with all of you. I really hate that they broke us up. Congrats to Will and Nikki for your win this week. I'm really pulling for all three of you to go all the way. As for me, it's time to go back to Talking Transformers. You can follow my Transformers podcast at transmissionspodcast.com. And also, I have a, a personal podcast that I talk about pop culture stuff and whatever else is on my mind at yakoyaks.com. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to America's Next Top Podcaster. This show brought to you by the lovely team headed by your host, Brian Ibbett. Follow Brian at Coverville on Twitter. Hammond Chamberlain as our executive producer. Follow Hammond at jhammondc. Bobby Frankenberger as our producer. Follow Bobby at GM Funky Town. Lady Monica Stone as social media and community manager. Follow Monica at Wicked Kitten 13. Alex Albisu as our contestant interviewer and Patreon manager. Follow Alex at Alex Albisu. And I'm Gidget Von LaRue from Season 1. And you can follow me at Gidget Von LaRue. Consider becoming a patron of the show by going to patreon.com forward slash top podcaster. 
Make sure to follow the show at Podcasting Idol and visit our website at americasnexttoppodcaster.com for everything else.